Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, yo! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that's back from the weekend. That is true. We are. True. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places where you'll listen to the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dork. She's Miss 305. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. Oh, man, I would kill to be in uh, Miami today. That would rule with mm-hmm. how nice it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is Alas, nice. I am in Louisville. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Louisville. Same thing. Exact same I, thing, but different. <laughs> I have never seen Louisville and Miami in the same room at the same time. That's this all I'm saying. fair. Today is Monday, March 6th, 2023. 262 days till Thanksgiving. Happy 166th birthday to George Dayton. Is that where Dayton High School came from? No. Okay. Do you know who George Dayton is? Clearly George Dayton I don't. Is a very f- is, should be a more famous person, okay. I think. Dayton is the founder of Dayton's Department Store, which is today known as Target. Wow. Is that not like... I thought you were going with like Academy, because I was like, oh, okay, maybe no. Dayton, Ohio, where the... <laughs> Uh, Isn't is that the a Hall of Fame like there? that is a very influential, famous person that I feel like we don't know? Yeah, about. no one knows George about Dayton. It. Interesting. Um, happy today. birthday yesterday to our buddy Jorts. It was David Hinojosa's oh, birthday. Happy birthday so to the happy king belated. of the Jorts, king of Jorts Nation. I got to see Jorts down in San Antonio. Was he wearing Jorts? Yeah, I didn't look actually. That's mm. a that's a unforced error on your part. Yeah. Mm. Episode 1550. Look at that. Some numbers are round. On today's show, folks, today's show, folks, we have got headlines from across the state, including Galena Park North Shore has a new head coach. Stephen F. Austin has a new defensive coordinator, and we have a new podcast now to tell you about. In the back half of the show, we're going to catch up with the head coach of the San Antonio Southside Cardinals, Coach Ricky Locke. They are fresh off of their first ever, ever 10-win season. Uh, I need to look this up. He might be the winningest coach in Southside history. Um, That's big time. Because, like, they were always kind of fair to spare. And since he's gotten there, he's been, they've been really good. 
So we will hear from the head coach of the San Antonio Southside Cardinals, Coach Ricky Locke, coming up here in the back half of the program. Do we first four through the door? We sure do. I clicked out of it. Ah! Um, Nick Morton, coach Terry Crawford. Mm. I wore the I wore my Abbott shirt this weekend. Nice, my created by culture shirt. It rules. Uh, Tony Blaylock and Zill zero six seven eight. Welcome in, friends. Coach uh, Coach Crawford's the, uh, an assistant softball coach now, so that's been keeping him busy. All right. Yeah. How 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 the how the Lady Panthers? I would Panthers so. or just Panthers? Yeah. How the Abbott softball team doing? <laughs> Let us know, coach. All right, pickle. Time for some headlines from across the state of Texas. We will start with the following up on last week's breaking news, which was um, that Galena Park North Shore's uh, head coach, John Kay, was leaving to be key, become the new linebackers coach at Rice. Uh, they wasted no time. Uh, the next day, the next day, the next day, they hired Willie Gaston, the offensive coordinator for North Shore, to become the next head coach of the mighty Mustangs there at North Shore High School. Which seems uh, super smart. Gaston is an alum. Mm-hmm. He was a star quarterback himself there at uh, North Shore and, uh, by the way, is known far and wide as one of the finest offensive minds in Texas high school football. This is... There are a lot of parallels, I think, to this situation and the Austin-Westlake situation. Yes. Where... There was now the the Austin Westlake situation. We knew Todd Dodge was going to retire. Mm-hmm. He said he announced it and said he was going to retire. And they named uh, Coach Tony Salazar kind of the coach in waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was even before he was the coach in waiting. It was widely known. Widely, it was an open secret that mm-hmm. Tony Salazar was going to be the next head coach at Westlake. Yeah, I think it's a similar situation here with Willie Gaston at at North Shore. This is a guy who has been. Um, the, the one of the headliners of this, one of the big reasons why he, one of the big reasons why North Shore has been so successful, um, and he he's uh, been there since 2008, been there for a long time. He's widely respected, and when John K left, I think, it, you know, this is a layup. This this felt like don't think too hard. Mm-hmm. It's right it, here. It you would know have I mean? been one of those that had they hired literally anyone else, we would have been going. What's going on behind the scenes? Because there's no reason that he shouldn't be it. Kind of, kind of a similar situation, I would say, um, is what happened at Liberty Hill. Uh, yes. With uh, with Kent with the, the the passing of, of Kent Walker, um, and uh, uh, and then the uh, and then oh, I'm sorry, the passing of passing of Jeff, Jeff Walker, Walker, and they promoted his, his brother Kent. Kent mm-hmm. again, just felt really obvious. Obviously, different parallel, different situations there, but this was. I don't think there was really any question that this was the way to we go. We would have been shocked if it was yeah. any other way. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's also one of the. It also fits in nicely with what we say, which is if you have a good program going, yeah, if and it you've ain't got broke, an assistant that's it. sticking around, just plug and play, and that's what they're doing there. So North Shore has a new head coach. Willie Gaston will be the head coach of the North Shore Mustangs moving forward. Starting in the college ranks, we talked about last week how Stephen F. Austin was looking for a defensive coordinator. They uh, were looking for a defensive coordinator after uh, Joe Cathan uh, left to go to the uh, to be the defensive coordinator at uh, Utah State. Um, they have found a defensive coordinator. Michael Mutz is going to be the next uh, head co- or defensive coordinator rather for Colby Carthel and company there at Stephen F. Austin. He is coming from Tulane, where he was their linebackers coach. Uh, he was on the Sam Houston coaching staff uh, twice, defensive line coach in 2004 and 2005, uh, and then he was there as their defensive backs coach in 2013. DC at uh, Blinn. 
he has some history there from San Antonio. He's from or from uh, from Texas. He's he's from San Antonio, uh, but he was. Uh, but Willie Fritz is he's been on uh, Fritz's staff there for the last uh, ten seasons uh, there at at Tulane or rather Tulane. He followed him from Sam Houston to George Georgia Southern to Tulane. So the new defensive coordinator there at Stephen F. Austin is going to be Michael Mutz. This from our own Corey Hogue. Dipping into the uh, stick, sticking with the non-FBS ranks, mm-hmm. and this is big news in the Division Three ranks. Um, that Dave Campbell's Texas Football, through our own Corey Hogue, has confirmed that Trinity, which is uh, becoming itself a, a you know, Division Three powerhouse, will play in non-conference play Mary Harden Baylor and St. John's. That's you want to talk about a gauntlet. Those are big heavy hitting matchups and when so when you add in i would say you've now got you've now got matchups here trinity versus mary harden baylor trinity versus st john's and then i would also lump in mary harden baylor is going to play wisconsin whitewater in Mm -hmm. non-conference you are going to have four programs going at it that have combined for 11 national championships um that's crazy yes and well, and then later in the season, they'll have to play that uh, Rhodes College out of Memphis, which I heard is just a juggernaut. So that's huge. Anyway, I would say that this is going. This is pretty big news in the Division Three ranks as far as scheduling is concerned. They they ain't afraid. Mm-mm. Trinity is going to play Maryland, Baylor, and St. John's in non conference play. Uh, a gauntlet there, and and some big time D three action coming to Texas in twenty twenty three. The high school ranks we go and, and back to to a story we, we 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 may have touched on briefly. It's a story I've I've. I'll be honest. This is a story I've intentionally tried to avoid. Yeah, things got dicey. Uh, Rockwell Heath is looking for a head coach. John Harrell has resigned there at Rockwell Heath. Uh, there has been a... Um, he has been on administrative leave since early January uh, after an off-season workout uh, that resulted in the hospitalization of several players, uh, which resulted in an investigation by Rockwell ISD and Texas Child Protective Services. Um, those The results of that investigation have not been made public. Um, John Harrell has been the uh, the uh, head coach there since uh, 2022 was his first season. He was the running running game coordinator for um, Mike Spradlin before that. Um, I said that I've kind of intentionally avoided this story, uh, not for the sake of trying to hide it from you. It's obviously available out there. Dallas Morning News has done a really good job covering it, and things like that. Um, there's just a lot that we don't know about mm-hmm. that. And it felt, from my perspective, if I would only be piling on and I would only, in my, in my opinion, be sparking more speculation mm-hmm. in order to go into that. Um, I think we mentioned that John Harrell was on administrative leave and then we kind of let it be. Um, but, you know, the facts on the ground are that after, um, after a, a workout, several players were hospitalized after that workout and John Harrell was put on administrative leave. He has since resigned there at Rockwall Heath. Um, it is a, it is a sad story all around, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I don't know if we'll, I don't know now that he's resigned. I mean, I guess there could be a situation if the, if the report comes back or the results of the investigation come back and they are sufficiently, um, troubling, mm-hmm. there could be, this could crop up again, but I do wonder, um, if if John Harrell resigning at Rockwell Heath is going to be more or less the end of the conversation. There. Right, and I think also, in contrary to what we said about North Shore, about hiring within, I think that 
you would likely see just a whole new facelift there yeah. for Rockwall Heath. Yeah, several members of the 2022 coaching staff have already departed, including both both the OC and the DC. Um, we will see what happens there at Rockwall Heath, uh, but um, yeah, this is going to I would I would imagine that they will move relatively quickly. Coach Russery or. Uh, I feel like Director Russ Reeves will probably move quickly on that job. But John Harrell has stepped down there as the uh, head coach there at Rockwell Heath. Uh, Round Rock is looking for a head coach. Mm -hmm. Jeff Cheatham, uh, the head coach there at Rockwall, is uh, he's... uh, Round Rock. Round Rock, rather. (laughs) Round Rock, Rockwell. Uh, Rockwell. He has been been the head coach there at, at Round Rock for 13 seasons mm-hmm. uh but 2022 is his final one he is stepping down uh not Up, really kind of <laughs> yeah he's leaving his current position yes uh as head coach at round rock high to be the new athletic director for round rock ist yeah congratulations round rock coach. absolutely uh That's awesome dwayne ryrick wyrick man just <laughs> Tough morning. Uh, he's been uh, he retired in December as mm-hmm. the uh, after about ten years there as the uh, athletic director at Round Rock ISD. Uh, Jeff Cheatham is going to be the new athletic director at Round Rock uh, ISD, which leaves open the job of the Dragons. Uh, he has twenty three. He finishes with a record of one hundred forty three and one hundred eleven. Uh, before he was at Round Rock, he was the head coach there at Salado. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, congratulations, Coach Cheatham. Uh, I mean, we'll still deal with him a lot, uh, but because he's the because uh, he's the AD now. But uh, Round. Rock is open, and I think that's going to be a very uh, enticing, enticing position. Yeah, absolutely. There at Round Rock High, um, uh, kind of a twofer. Yeah, dealing with the same coaching staff. Step had his pulse on both of these as well. Friendswood has made a hire. Uh, Friendswood Robert Koopman uh, as is, is out as the head coach there at, uh, at at Friendswood, and they have made a hire. They have hired Denton Geyer offensive coordinator Jordan Johnson. To be their next head coach, uh, he's been the office coordinator for the last three years for the Wildcats, helping them to a state championship appearance uh, in 2021. Of course, they were excellent this past year as well. Uh, he was wide receivers coach at Rockwall before then. Um, he is a he played college football. If, if the name Jordan Johnson rings a bell, he did play football at LSU. He is a Friendswood grad, so this is a homecoming for him. Uh, but the new office coordinator or new head coach rather at Friendswood is uh, one of their own. Denton Geyer, offense coordinator Jordan Johnson, the new head coach there at Friendswood. Sticking on the Denton Geyer staff, yeah. uh, Italy has made a hire. Shout out to Caitlin McCann. Mm-hmm. Italy has made a hire. They have hired uh, defensive uh, linebackers coach from Denton Geyer, Mike Loveless, to be their next head coach. Taking over for Lee Wilkins, who resigned after just one season. Uh, this is another homecoming. Uh, Mike Loveless is an Italy grad. Uh, he uh, has six. Uh, he was a head coach at Kearns for six seasons, uh, where he was actually pretty darn good uh, back in the early part of the 2000s. He led Kearns to three regional semifinal appearances. He's got a 40, 40 and 24 record, uh, but he he was on he was an, an assistant at South Lake Carroll before he was at Geyer. He has got a pretty dynamic resume, uh, and he is going to return home there to Italy as Mike Loveless is going to be the next head coach of the Italy Gladiators, uh, leaving his role as linebacker's coach there. At and that says something about uh, Coach Reedheim at Geyer, too, because good assistants get hired away, so to have two big names like that leave to go take over programs is, is a shining star on his plate, even though, you know, he probably hates to see him go. Yeah, most certainly. Um, this one came as a bit of a surprise. Yeah, it did. A uh, friend of ours, friend of the show, Brandon Houston, the head coach of the Taylor Ducks, no more. He's going to take a new role, a different role within Taylor ISD. Uh, that's all that's been said. We I got to follow up with Coach Houston to figure out exactly what he's going to be doing, but he's going to take a new role within Taylor ISD. Um, 
there as uh, he's he went eight and thirteen over the last two seasons, um, but uh, it, that is honestly a minor miracle considering they he took over a program that was on a twenty one game losing streak mm-hmm. to go eight and thirteen in two seasons is uh, and uh, make the playoffs a huge step in the right direction. Uh, yeah, uh, they they made the playoffs there in twenty twenty two five and six this past year. That's I mean again for that Taylor program you got to grade things a little bit on the curve here. Mm-hmm. A huge step in the right direction. Uh, but yeah, he's he's going to move into a new head uh, a new a new role there. Um, before that, he was at Buffalo. That's kind of where we got to know him. He was really really successful there at Buffalo. Um, and so, yeah, keep an eye on that one as the uh, as Taylor's looking for a new head coach. Uh, the Ducks, as uh, as Coach Brandon Houston, is going to move into a new role within uh, Taylor ISD. Rockport Fulton has made a hire. They are going to Midlothian Heritage to hire their defense coordinator, Jacob Bible, to be their next uh, head coach. Uh, Jay Seibert, we mentioned, is going to take the job at Sweeney. Um, and Coach Bible, who is an Oklahoma guy, he's going to move uh, from uh, Denton Geyer to, or rather Midlothian Heritage, mm-hmm. to the coast, to Rockport Fulton, to take over uh, that program. He was Before that, he was on the staff at Alito. Uh, where he was all part of their 2019 and 2020 state championship squads. Um, and yeah, this is, uh, I believe, boy, I want to look at this real quick. You're listening to live coverage of me looking up our coaching changes page, which you can find on texasfootball.com. Brought um, to you by the helpful North Texas auto dealers. Yeah. Um, yeah, so no, I'm I'm thinking of the of, of Nick Ward, who's the Midlothian defensive backs coach. Uh, I thought this is another defensive assistant from Midlothian Heritage, but it was Midlothian uh, defensive back coach who uh, Nick Ward became the new head coach at Cedar Hill. In any case, Jacob Bible is going to be the next head coach there at Rockport Fulton uh, as the Pirates haul in their guy. Uh, maybe you do or don't know this if you're not in the greater Houston area in the Mo City. Mm-hmm. Fort Bend ISD is going to open a new school in 2023. They'll start playing varsity football in 2024. It's going to be Fort Bend Crawford, and they have hired uh, a head coach. Uh, Fort Bend Dulles offensive coordinator David Jackson is going to be the head coach of the newest uh, school in Fort Bend ISD. Uh, he's been on the staff at Dulles for eight seasons. He was a freshman coach, worked his way all the way up to being off the coordinator since 2019. Um, it's not yet determined where they're going to be, but uh, they'll probably, uh, Matt Sepp on TexasWallet.com kind of speculates. I would say um, I would say he's got a good pulse on this type of thing. They'll probably be a 5A uh, thing. They'll pro- primarily pull from Fort Bend Ridgepoint, if you're interested in that. It'll be Fort Bend ISD's 12th high school there, Fort Bend Crawford, their new head coach. David Jackson. Finally, the biggest news of the week. Look at that darn thing. How about that? Past Wednesday, the Republic of Football, those nerds who run that college football uh, podcast, well, they just expanded. That's right. The announcing the Republic of Football podcast network, uh, which is a a Republic of Football launch in 2017. We've been having a podcast ever since then. It's our college football podcast. You should subscribe to it. You should definitely now subscribe to it Mm -hmm. because we are expanding to include a variety of other shows. We launch with six podcasts that are going to be part of the Republic of Football podcast network, including, look, Republic of Football, not going away, all that type of stuff. We're still going to keep doing that. But we're adding in some existing podcasts uh, Between Two Bears, which is a, uh, a, a, Baylor. A, a Baylor podcast with Matt Wilson, uh, Evan he- uh, Hebert, and Deontay Epps. Gambling Gauchos, the tech podcast. Mm-hmm. Fantastic those, podcast Those nerds, name. Rob Bro and, uh, and, and J- uh, Kyle Jacobson. Excellent podcast, by the way. Mm-hmm. All these are excellent, I should say. The Green Room, 
our friend Matthew Bruni and Colin Mitchell's podcast about uh, North Texas. Cool. And the Roost podcast. Let's go. Matthew Bartlett and Carter Spires, a rice podcast. If, you, if you're unfamiliar with the Roost, I've, I've been a big fan of the Roost for a while. They, it's fantastic. They cover, they cover rice, I think, better than anybody. In addition, we are launching two brand new podcasts. The We're launching Eyes on Texas, which is our uh, Texas Longhorns podcast. It's going to be Mike Craven and Aaron Hogan of 104.9 The Horn mm-hmm. uh, down there. They're going to be talking in-depth uh, 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 analysis of what's going on in the 40 acres. And then, um, sorry, the coach is wondering where, where we're We're just really excited. Um, and then it's the Aggie then, War Pod. The Aggie War Pod, uh, the newest podcast uh, from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Republican Football Podcast Network, talking about Texas A&M Aggies with Mike Craven and former Texas A&M defensive lineman and Duke's mayonnaise enjoyer, Jay Arnold, <laughs> who will be joining us uh, on the podcast. And by the way, more could be on the way. Mm-hmm. It's big doings there. The Republican Football Podcast Network. Just uh, make sure you check that out. Go subscribe. It'll all be in the same feed, the mm-hmm. Republican Football feed. So if you subscribe to Republican Football, all those podcasts will be coming through your feed. So That's yeah, good stuff. Uh, we're really excited about that. Go re- subscribe to Republican Football. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. Let's go down to the Alamo City. And check in with the head coach of the San Antonio Southside Cardinals. We're joined by Coach Ricky Locke. Coach, how are you? I'm doing good. How you how you doing? We're doing great. How are things in beautiful San Antonio? Oh, it's uh, rolling right along, man. It's uh, good weather and everything's uh, that time of year when everything's in motion, man. Everything is in motion, and, and things uh, the, the motion there uh, in Cardinal Country has only been in in the positive uh, direction recently. You guys are coming off of the first ten win season in program history, a ten and two mark, um, and that has that has become. Um, kind of the, the 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 norm there is is the success that you guys have had there uh, with uh, with the Cardinals. I'm I'm interested. This past year with with the ten and two mark, did that feel like? Uh, did did that kind of strike you as the kind of milestone that strikes for us that getting that ten win mark feels like a really big deal? 
Uh, well, yeah, you know, it's it's the most in school history. And I got here in 2014 and had been to playoffs four times in 61 years. And then, it, uh, you know, I had never won a playoff game, won district championship in 92. And, and then uh, never won more than seven games a season. You know, we won seven and eight twice, nine twice, and finally ten and in the double digits this year. So, uh, you know, it's we're, we're a work in progress, but we've made significant gains. And I guess my question is is how? You know, you, you mentioned you took over a program that the history was fine. You know, it was kind of middling. Uh, you know, you, a couple of playoff appearances uh, here and there. But you guys have consistently, you know, now uh, you guys have made the playoffs seven consecutive years. That's, that's more than they had made the playoffs uh, combined in the 50-something years before you arrived. Um, what has been the, the – let's just give away the secret. What has been the secret to turning this into a sustained, sustained success story? And I, Greg, I can't tell you. It's, it's been a uh, – we, we hit the hallways hard when we got here and recruited and tried to get kids back out. And uh, we had a really good junior class that was going to be seniors, and they were hungry, and they, I, I couldn't believe they were coming off a one-in-nine year because they, they, uh, they were a lot better than that. And we uh, – it's kind of, you know, Matthew Collier got us started here. He rushed for, I don't know, 1,600, 1,800 yards three years in a row. And, went off to college and then uh, helped us out and get us over the hump. We had a bunch of good players since with Richard Torres signing with Nebraska and Michael Young signing with Wyoming. But, you know, there wasn't much history and uh, it's, it's fun to watch it. It's a lot of work, a lot, a lot of, a lot of things go into it, but uh, you know, we have, a, we had a pretty good plan in and I've got some really good coaches here and, my defensive coordinator has been with me since I came on campus and my offense coordinator too. So we're excited about, there's been a lot of turnover here, but not athletic wise. You know, we've had pretty much the same staff and, you know, I've been through six superintendents in nine years, but six high school principals, but our staff has been able to be consistent and stay, stay here. And, and it just, it's, uh, it's been a great thing to watch uh, us become, kind of relevant talking with Ricky Locke, the head coach of the San Antonio Southside Cardinals here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Day. Uh, coach, one of the biggest reasons that you guys have been able to be so successful, at least from where I'm sitting, is, uh, boy, it does seem like every single year you guys uh, put out one of the finest defenses in the San Antonio area. This past year, you guys were, were absolutely exceptional on the defensive side. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested in, in, in what has, you know, has that been a kind of a building process to, to kind of build yourself a defensive identity uh, over, over the course of your tenure there? Yes. I mean, I, I'm an old defense coordinator. I was a defense coordinator at North Shore and Huntsville. And, you know, I'm defensive minded, uh, even though I do call the plays now. But uh, it's uh, I think if you always play great defense, you'll have a chance to be successful and uh, have a chance to win. And, and, and that's what we do. We hang our hat on that. And, you know, for 5A football, we have about six guys, five or six guys that go both sides of the ball. And and our defense has, you know, uh, always been stout and always been pretty good. And, and uh, we, we think that we're going to keep stressing that and, and uh, hopefully win some more games. I want to ask you a little bit about your your 2023 squad uh, uh, moving forward. It, it strikes me looking at this, uh, looking at what you guys bring back, 
uh, that the real strength of this team is going to be up front. That you guys have got some guys on both sides of the ball uh, in the trenches that are going to that are going to do some work. Is is that your read on the situation? You know, look, I'm not going to hold you to it on March 6th. You got you got a few a few weeks before you got to play a game. But is yeah. is it fair to say that looking that that right now when you look at your 2023 squad, you think you're going to hang your hat in the trenches? Yeah, I think I think so. It's it's going to be uh, the biggest offensive line we've ever had, and there, uh, a bunch of them are back from last year, and it turned out to be one of the best we've had. And they're going to be pretty good again. And uh, you know, we we went from weighing uh, two hundred five to now we're weighing two seventy and two ninety, and and uh, you know six twos and six threes. So we're get we're getting uh, you know a bigger kind of player in that that regard on the offensive line defensive line got three stars back on defense front and our leading tackler linebacker paul yarmi is back uh so we we feel pretty good we have uh six true starters back on defense uh another two that played a lot so uh, just about eight and then we got five on offense and uh another two or three that played a whole lot so we feel pretty good about what we're what we have coming back and you know uh, i feel like you know if we do things right and stay healthy we'll uh, we'll have a chance to be right in the middle of the race uh and and then you know on the as far as the skill position guys are concerned you know th- this is um you mentioned Ricky Torres, who you guys had a couple of years ago. Um, the offense was was very strong again last year, but you guys are graduating a lot of the, the uh, a, key, a, a few of the, the skill position guys. I'm interested, do you have one or two guys that you look at that, that you expect to, to step up and play a key role on the offense uh, this upcoming season? Oh, yeah. We have one of our fastest players back, Ruben Alanis and uh, Noah Van Osdahl and uh, Noah Ramirez. We we and uh, Jer- Jeremy Obergon, they were all all district players. We 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 did lose Castaneda and Hernandez, and they were pretty, you know, real good for us. But we feel pretty good, pretty good about what we have coming back, especially with that offensive line, just getting stronger every day. And uh, I, we feel really good about that. But, uh, you know, uh, we just – we're one of those teams that we just – we get the – you know, like Torres, you know, he went down – he Torres had an ACL third game of the year, his senior year, and we – you know, yeah, he's a power five quarterback, 6'6", six, six, and you know, he's up to about 230 now at Nebraska. But, you know, we lost him in week four. I mean, uh, you know, that was uh, a critter, you know, brutal for us because we were throwing the ball about 35 times a game, and now we're back to running it like we've been doing with success and we've had a lot of good running backs come through here and I think that the 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 trend will continue. Uh finally coach um you've you've had a a remarkable uh resume a remarkable career the places that you've you've been you, you were the, the head coach there uh at Elgin and at Woodville Gonzalez uh Gainesville before you arrived there at South, on the south side. Uh, but I want to go back to your very first head coaching job, where you were you were the head coach there at uh, at Rungi. Um, Rungi, right now, I'm not sure how much attention you keep up with with Rungi, uh, is rocking with an enrollment of 70. I'm not sure what the enrollment was whenever you were the head coach, but it probably wasn't in the thousands, as it wasn't close to maybe the 1650 that you have at Southside. Uh, I'm interested in in because you have a unique perspective on this. Uh, the difference between coaching at a place like San Antonio Southside, which is a, a 5A Division One program, and uh, and coaching maybe like you did leading the Rungi to two cons- to two straight 10 win seasons back in in the, in the 90s. 
Yeah, I was. I have so many great memories, <laughs> Rungi, Texas, and uh, you know my kids were all little then, and uh, me and my wife went there, and didn't know what to expect, and uh, they had a super tent there, Harold D. King, and he he ran it, he ran that thing, you know, with uh, with an iron hammer, and I, I love working for that guy. He was no nonsense, but they were very good at the time, you know, and had. Uh, I had uh, Alonzo Spars who led the whole class A in rushing, and uh, we just had a great phenomenon. Rusty Nell was my offensive coordinator. Oh, wow. He went on to <laughs> great success at Mark in Madisonville. But, you know, I've had some great uh, uh, assistant coaches that worked with me, and, and Ruggie was a was a great – we had 105 was in enrollment. 105. Wow. 105, and, and we had 39 boys playing football. So, I mean, it was like – it was, uh, you know, uh, and the other three were managers. So I mean, it was a great, it was a great thing, and and uh, I appreciate my time there. And all those people, they were, they loved, they were so proud of that that school and that team. I haven't been back there in a few years, but I know that I owe that place. I have a lot of respect for that place and, uh, and all they've done for me and my family. He's Ricky Locke. He's the head coach of the district champion San Antonio Southside Cardinals and the former head coach of the Rungi Yellow Jackets. <laughs> coach, <That's right. laughs> we sure appreciate your time. Congratulations again on a fantastic 2022, and we look forward to seeing what you do in 2023. Well, I appreciate all y'all do for high school sports and high school football, and, and uh, you guys make us all look a whole lot, sound a whole lot better than we are, and we, I sure appreciate that. Thank y'all much, man. Absolutely. There he goes, Ricky Locke, head coach of San Antonio Southside Cardinals. I had to bring up Rungi. You don't see, you don't see a lot of guys. You do, you see guys who like will will coach, and they get to about three A, and then they say the, this is move big up, enough, right? you know. Like that difference mm-hmm. between like you know he went to one hundred five, yep, one hundred five to sixteen forty six at Southside, yeah. And a lot of that is a different animal. <laughs> yeah, and and it's funny because a lot of that too is more like personal family preference of oh, like yeah. a lot of the guys that coach at that they they like the small mm-hmm. town they like doing mm-hmm. that to see someone do that and then move to close to the heart of San Antonio is <laughs> jarring. Yeah, it is. But uh, but uh, coach uh, coach Ricky Locke doing big things down there. I I need, like I said I need to look this up. He might be. The win- already the winningest coach in uh, Southside history. Tony Blaylock said earlier that uh, Locke has far and away the yeah. most wins at Southside. It's got to be because I mean you kind of look up and down their their history and it's like, you know, they would they would rock a six and three record mm-hmm. like in 1992 when they won their, their their lone district championship before Locke's arrival and that was like throw a parade. Yep. You know what I mean? And now they're rocking ten and two. And and before you know, nine and two, nine and three, eight and three, like that's what they do. Mm-hmm. They've set a new standard there at, at Southside, and we appreciate Ricky Locke hopping on with us. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Um, in your in your question, we have an answer to your question. Do you remember what your question was? I have no idea. I this. Do you think this is coffee? <laughs> no, I don't know. The Abbott softball team. Yes. Four and two. Let's go. He said four and two, building a culture. There you go. That's right created by culture yeah exactly on the back so anyway yeah shout out to the abbott lady softball team i wore i wore that shirt to t-ball practice yesterday nice and some guy some guy asked me one of the other dads asked me um hey what's um what's you know what is that and i said oh it's you know it's 
Tappet High School. It's a small school there in Central Texas. He's like, oh, did you go there? And then it like gets into this whole thing of like, <laughs> so well, no. let me sit down and tell you what I do for a living. So I host an internet show, uh, and and there's a guy who's in the comments every day. <laughs> Head football coach, yeah, assistant it's, softball it's coach, long, athletic it's just, director. It's just a long story. And by six the, man coaching president. Oh, and by the way, you better believe. Like I've got a uh, uh, thanks to, to former head coach uh, Cal Netherland at, uh, uh-huh. at at at, at Somerville. I've got a Yegua shirt, shirt that I love. Yeah, uh, it's very comfortable, and I wear that, and that gets a lot of like. Well, yeah, and then people go, then "What is a Yegua?" <laughs> and then it's like, and it's the whole thing. All these shirts that I wear, they only like invite more. Qu- they have they 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 spark more questions uh, than they answer. Yes, <laughs> you know. What and I then mean? even when you give them the answers, they go, "Okay, wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like why, like when I would wear my Rankin barbecue shirt, mm-hmm. then it's like. I've had multiple lengthy conversations, conversations. sparked yep. by that ranking. That ranking. Yeah, I have to. Uh, I have to. When people ask me, "Oh, what do you do for a living?" I. I don't get into it. I just say, mm. "Oh, I, I cover high school football." Like oh. that's the easiest. That is the easiest thing for me to say. By the way, we have some breaking news. Um, my, my mom oh. listened to the the start of the show today, oh. which is very on brand for my mom to yeah. like. Hi, mom. She's in Arizona at spring training. Um, oh, nice. Very on brand for her and like my wife. They'll listen to the nonsense portion of the show mm-hmm. before we get into the football. And there's a my lot mom of, does the same. And thing. then there's a lot of people who tune into this show who are like, I can skip the first eight right, minutes yep. and get into the football. Yeah, my mom says I love the pre-show. We <laughs> give a little something for everybody. everybody. <laughs> anyway. Uh, apparently, my Uncle Don is leaving for Tokyo tomorrow. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Maybe Uncle Don can do some research for us. Maybe he can. Maybe he can. He can get to the... the, the we can have him on the show. In Tokyo. Um, anyway, uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending <laughs> a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at TCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Ricky Locke, the head coach of the San Antonio Southside Cardinals, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please give me your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow at Texas Football Today.